Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, let's keep it going. Nothing's going to change. Still taking your calls, your opportunity to vent, get some stuff off your chest. I'm here with you up until 3 o'clock, and then Rami Makhlouf comes in along with Sam Schmitz. Uh, and they'll continue to let you get stuff off your chest. I think it's going to be an I told you so Monday on Rami's show. Maybe not. But Rami kind of called a little bit of this possibly happening throughout the week last week. I, for one, called him a wet blanket. I knew you're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. And others were pessimistic about Rami's takes as well. But, like always, Rami right again. Now, the Josh Allen take, I don't know if he's backing off of his not a top five quarterback take one way or the other when he gets in here at 2 o'clock. Or if they'll even get to that today. Uh, but that, that definitely seems wrong based on how well Josh Allen played uh, yesterday. So that's coming up at 3 o'clock. Also, I uh, want to welcome in a brand new sponsor to Sparky's Midday Madness. It's now called Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. So thanks to everybody at the Milwaukee Admirals uh, for supporting uh, this one-hour show here Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 o'clock. And uh, love taking the family to Admirals games and so forth. A good, affordable family fun. Always have a good time. So again, thanks to Woj and the Admirals and everybody over there. Uh, for sporting the program. All right, here's your opportunity to get some stuff off your chest and vent a little bit, whether it be about Rodgers, whether it be about special teams, whether it be about uh, what to do now that the season is done. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Let's go to Mike in South Milwaukee. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Sparky, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I feel like everybody else does, actually. Um, you know what? The last, not this last caller on your last segment before your your uh, show started. Right. A couple previous callers about special teams. Special teams was ranked 32nd in the league. And sure if was. You remember, I I called there a couple times during throughout the seasons about special teams will determine this game that just happened. Because think about how many points that this team has given up. We spotted San Francisco a quick seven. We missed the field goal. Do you know that that score should have been, and it's not, but should have been 16-6. to six. Worst case scenario, let's say one of these other two plays doesn't happen. It should have went tied into overtime at the very least. 
We have to do something with this. Have your producer add up all the points that were left on the board with special teams throughout the whole year. This was not a balanced team. Offense and defense played stellar. It's not on Rodgers. Special teams spotted them seven, and then they took three away from us. It is special teams. I don't care who you put in there. It's going to be the same thing. I don't disagree with you. Special teams have stunk all year. Uh, We've all talked about it. We knew there was a possibility it could cost them. But if I would have told you last week, Packers offense is going to score 10 points. Do they win or lose? I think you and everybody else would have said they would have lost that game. I mean, at the end of the day, you also, I mean, I'm not saying give all the blame to Rodgers because that's definitely not worthy of all the blame. Special teams deserves a good portion of the blame for certain. I agree with you. But if you're going to be a four-time MVP, or even if he doesn't win, he's a three-time MVP, you got to score more than 10 points in a playoff game. You just have to. But special teams muffed twice. Think about it. I don't disagree, but the offense only scored 10 points. They scored three after the first drive for the next almost three quarters of the football game. But three special points. Teams gave, special teams gave up 10. Think about it. It should have been 16 to 6. So you're all. just saying, in your mind, then 10 points should have been good enough to win a playoff game, regardless of what look else the happens. The way our defense and offense play. Look what happened when we had uh, Love in there, when it was just our defense playing. We kept them in the game. And special teams would have sent that game to overtime had they not missed field goals and had a field goal blocked. But nobody wanted to talk about that. Everybody wanted to talk about Jordan Love stinks. And then if we brought up special teams, it was, well, it doesn't matter. If Rodgers would have been in there, they would have won regardless. Now Rodgers is in there, only gets 10 points, and now we don't want to talk about Rodgers. Now we want to talk about special teams. Same thing didn't apply when Jordan Love was in there at quarterback against the Chiefs. You know what? What game was it that they missed five field goals? That was the Bengals game game against the kicker who just won it for Cincinnati. Thanks for the call, McPherson. Yes. I was on a baseball trip. Could not believe that was happening. Um, Listen, I'm not going to sit here and argue with anybody. Special teams was brutal. They all knew going into the game it was brutal. The head coach told Aikman and Buck in the production meeting, I hope special teams doesn't screw this up for us. And it did. He knew, too. My only point on this is you need more than 10 points from your offense. And I don't care if it's Garoppolo. I don't care if it's Tannehill, Stafford, Jared Goff, Justin Fields. I don't care who the quarterback is. You cannot go into a playoff game as a fan or as a coaching staff and go, if we get 10, we win. It's unrealistic. Completely unrealistic. I don't care who the quarterback is. But now if you tell me the quarterback is a first ballot Hall of Famer, at least that's what I think he's going to be, and he has a chance to win the MVP, and the other guy that has a chance to win the MVP, he's at home too now, you score 10? Come on. And for the for the folks of the offensive line's horrible. No, Tampa's offensive line was horrible. Packers' offensive line maybe was average, right? Maybe average against what was a very good front uh, front. For the San Francisco 49ers, Rams have a good front too. Buccaneers had way more issues. And Brady still gave them a chance at the end. With all that being said, Rodgers couldn't do it. Let's go to Chris in Green Bay. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. What's going on, Chris? Uh, nothing, man. Uh, can you, you got me? Can you hear me? You sound great. All right, well... If you don't sound like me today, I was at the game. If you're at the game and don't sound like me, you weren't doing your job. Kudos to the defense. I could not agree with you more. Uh, when your best player plays average, uh, like that's not the recipe to win the game. All right? He begged for the cold 
all week long. In the fourth quarter, they walked out a jacket to him. He's the only guy sitting there, cold, bundled up. He looked like Favre in 2007. I'm sorry. It's time to move on. I can't stop it with the apologies for this guy. If he's the best player in the league, play like it. We saw clutch performances by quarterbacks yesterday. They refused to let their team lose. We had two opportunities to take control of that game in the fourth quarter, and that guy folded. All right? I know fear is, you know, people, people are scared of the unknown. Same as in 2007, they didn't want to move on from Brett Favre. I was there in 2007. I said, it's time to move on. He's cold. He doesn't want to be there. People are scared to move on from him. Build a defense. Get the draft capital. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Like, I, can't, I cannot believe, and, you know, I'd been listening all morning trying to get in, and he's like, I can't believe that, you know, people want to move on. Are you serious? Do you want to keep winning thirteen games a year, Chris? And then, but the, what if you what if you win six or seven games now for the next five years? Then are you, you going to be okay with that? The, yeah, I was walking out of the stadiums, and the guy goes, "We would win three games without Rodgers." And I go, "No, that's not." Well, not what's the difference? Your season's over anyway, right? Um, I would rather have the capital plus the Rodgers capital to build a team and a defense. Who's in our division? Look at our division. Nobody. Are you scared of anybody? No, absolutely not. Anybody. No. You get to the dance and you have a chance, and it may only take nine games to win. So if you build a dominant defense, I mean, you have to trust the front office just like you did back then, right? And, you know, we, we have Kenny Clark and Jair and some building and Rashawn Stokes. You got building blocks on the defense. Build that. Get the capital, even if you have to move on from Devontae. I kind of want him around because that's a great safety. But And then before that, you know, last year when Devontae was out, he spread the ball around. No one was saying we don't have – what's our record when Devontae didn't play? Oh, we were pretty good. We very good. We more games than we lost. Yeah, very good. Yeah. But, but it's just – I can't the, – the apologist for this guy is just incredible to me. All right, Chris. I mean, I'm a townie here in Green Bay. I, I, I've been to all the games. I'm 38 years old. I, uh, one last point, too. The people who are like, you don't know what it's like to go through this drought. It's a different NFL. They want parity. They want teams to come up from the bottom, and they help you do that. So, Chris, spare me tell, that to, tell that to Lions fans right now, man. I mean, there well, are if teams. You don't have a trash organization. That's just a trash organization. So if, if you're the if you're the Lions and you're Jacksonville and you're the Washington Redskins, right. those are bad organizations. But they give you the opportunity to build it up. And if you can actually get capital for Rodgers, I mean, I'm sorry. You will. You'll get capital for Rodgers and Adams. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. He's passionate. I get down with it. I'm the guy that said earlier, I'd take Rodgers back. I'm not going to beg for him. No. You want to come back? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, fine. Here are your options. A, you you take this much money, and this is what has to go. B, you take this much money, and this is what we have to go. And maybe C, you take even less, and this is what has to go. Make up your mind. Simple. And he goes, uh, I'm not willing to take that little to play to get this team back to try to win a Super Bowl. Not worth it. Just trade me. I'll go get my money somewhere else and still have a chance. Fine. Toodles. I'm not, I'm not begging you. They begged him last year. There's no reason to beg now. So then fine, let's move on. And if he goes, Devontae goes. Because Devontae had a chance to sign an extension all season, chose not to. 
He's waiting on Rodgers. Fine. You can go too. Not trading both of you together, though. I know there are some people I want to trade them both to Denver and get even more back from Denver. No interest. You're splitting them up. You want to go play with your guy uh, Carr in Oakland or within Las Vegas? Enjoy your t- enjoy yourself uh, in Las Vegas. We're gonna take some picks, or maybe you ship them to the Jets. Have fun in New York with Zach Wilson. Hope it works out for you. They're both going in separate deals. I'm not putting them together because again, if you're gonna rebuild, rebuild. That's what it's going to be. You want receivers? Use all these millions of draft picks you're going to get to get wide receivers. You have plenty of opportunities to add young wide receivers uh, to go with Jordan Love at this point. Let's go to Roger and Cudahy. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Roger, here on a Green and Gold Monday? Well, it wasn't going. It's going a little better today than it did Saturday. But um, I'm just going to look ahead if – if I may here, first of all, just just a point to be made. Um, you know, if if the special teams played horrible, that doesn't mean that you diminish how poorly uh, you or what your expectations should be out of Rodgers. I don't. Uh, fans have a tendency to do that. Um, you know, you can have. Uh, poor play in all three phases. The other thing is, for some reason, uh, it's been a matter of uh, perceiving that it's either Rodgers or Jordan. The fact of the matter is, if our goal is the Super Bowl, that the right thing to do is to move on from both of them. Other, Other teams do it all the time. And I think if we're a little spoiled, it's not in not appreciating the Super Bowls we have gotten. I think we're a little delusional in how we're facing uh, the future. And from that standpoint, and you, you tell me if I'm wrong, All right. uh, Sparky, when I say that I've concluded that compensation – should be based on how Rodgers has performed in the playoffs rather than how he's played during uh, the regular season. And that going forward, what I want to do is understand what that means in terms of the cap, what we offer him, and more specifically, who will be able to retain what good players will we be able well, to retain? You're young guys that are on deals, right? So uh, you're going to be able to retain Rashawn Gary, obviously. He'll be here. Kenny Clark, obviously, will be here. Uh, you're going to have Stokes, obviously, here. Jair Alexander, you're going to have to pay here at some point in the near future to keep him. The offensive line, outside of Billy Turner, for the most part, uh, is all under contract, and you'll have back. And not Dennis Kelly, either, I guess. But for the most part, that offensive line is intact and very deep. Your running backs are all under contract. So you don't have to worry about running back. Uh, wide receivers, you have nobody under contract uh, at this point outside of uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, MVS, no. Uh, Lazard, no. Uh, and then Devontae Adams, you know, in the last year of his deal. So you have to franchise tag him or just simply let him walk away for nothing, which would be a horrific move if that's what they decide to do, but might. Um, so that, that, that's kind of where you're at. Offensive line, uh, Kenny Clark, obviously Rashawn Gary, uh, Stokes, uh, and then hopefully Jair Alexander on some type of an extension. That's kind of what it looks like. Do you agree? Am I wrong in saying that if Super Bowl, if the Super Bowl, 
not the NFC, NFC championship, is our goal that we have a better chance if we evaluate Rodgers from a standpoint that he has not shown he'll, it's likely he'll take us there, and then we weigh the value of him from what he can do during the postseason, which diminishes which oh. diminishes what he should be offered, okay. and then weigh, weigh that against what draft choices we can get this for is, him. This is simple. The draft choice compensation, you're going to get back a ton of, regardless, because nobody else cares about his postseason performance. They all will put it on the team and say that's not Rodgers' fault. Thanks for the call. That's how that's going to go. So don't don't worry about that. Denver's not going to be like, oh, we're going to give you one last, one last number one because y'all lost to the Niners. Like, that, that's not happening. But I'll say this. If... You look at it the way Roger looked at it and say, as a front office, if you're Brian Gutenkunst, you look and you go, okay, this is the deal. Deal is, is we are going to not going to go to the Super Bowl with this guy anyhow. We, we've given him numerous opportunities. We surround him with this. He still can't figure out how to get us over it. He couldn't do it the last two years uh, for whatever the case may be. So we are going to move on. If that's what's going to happen, then you control the narrative instead of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Roger to decide what he's going to do. You can control the narrative. You can just tell Aaron we're moving on. You don't. We don't. You don't need to call us back. We've decided we're going to move on. We're gonna. We're gonna trade you. And uh, I'm not sure who. We'll take calls, but we're moving on. You control the narrative. If you decide that if we're not in the Super Bowl, then it's all the same. If we have six wins or if we have 14 wins, but neither way are we in the Super Bowl and playing for a ring, it's all one and the same. If that's going to be your viewpoint as an organization, then you control the narrative. You don't think Aaron can get you over the hump. It's up to you. Your call. It's a gutsy thing, though, to do. I'll tell you that right now. Roby, West Side of Milwaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Roby? What's up, man? Hey, uh, I got a question for you. I got two questions for you, and I'm going to hang up and listen. Do you believe Matt LaFleur lost the game? And then I'm going and then I'm gonna ask you one more and I'm gonna hang up and let you, and let you answer. My second question is this. If we if all season long we talked about how our defense was great, uh, how Aaron Rodgers was great, Matt LaFleur was great, now we go back and look at the game. Aaron Rodgers is mediocre. The defense was great. And we got beat by San Francisco, who only had one guy that kind of beat us. For me, again, now, I'm going to say I put it on the floor. And, and here's, here's, gonna, here's my support uh, for that. If Aaron Rodgers is the diva he is, at what point in time as a coach, you say, hey, hey, come on, Aaron, I need you to pass to the open guy. I mean, didn't we have this kind of conversation last year or the year before? I mean, at what point in time is Matt LaFleur going to be accountable? I mean, I, I, what's his record in the postseason? He said it. I mean, he said it after the game. That was all, all. It was all. He said it was all on him. I mean, he said it after the game, mm-hmm. I played. Early. I can play it again for you if you want. I mean, he takes accountability. If you're saying he should be fired, I don't think that's going to happen because no, he don't supposed to be fired. As no. I said earlier, I believe Mark Murphy hired him to 
coach the guy after Aaron Rodgers. That's what he wanted. He wanted the next coach to have an offense that can win without having a Hall of Fame quarterback and be competitive. And I think LaFleur sold him the Shanahan concept of what they do in San Francisco. And McVay, with what he did with Jared Goff, and said, look, we can do it. Got to have a really good defense, but we can win with this type of offense. And I thought Murphy bought it. Now, what happened after that, I don't know if anybody expected. I don't know if Murphy necessarily expected Rodgers to come back to MVP form, which he did. I don't know if they thought they would be back in the playoffs the way they were in in conference championship games. I don't think they thought that either. Then Rodgers uh, kind of holds uh, the cards over their head in the offseason and kind of pushes them to go all in uh, throughout the season, including for Randall Cobb. So they do all of that. Like Rodgers said after the game, he kind of felt like, this was it. They, this was their team. They were going to go to the Super Bowl. They had all the pieces they needed to win this thing. Uh, and then, obviously, they they fall short at the end of the day. I don't disagree with you that a part of this is on LaFleur, right? Part of it's on LaFleur because of the special teams. He's in charge of the special teams coordinator. He's in charge of the entire team. Special teams have been horrible all year. That's on him without question for either not moving on from Maurice Drayden or not having more of a uh, say in it and helping to try and figure it out and fix it. For sure, that's on him. The offense scoring three points after the first drive is most definitely on him and on Aaron Rodgers for certain. No question it's on them. I think where I struggle is with those people that say this isn't on Aaron Rodgers at all. That That's where I struggle. I, I, I struggle with that part, Roby. Thanks for the call. Because it is on him, too. It is. We say team effort. Well, he's part of the team. He's the head of the team. He's the best player on the team. He's one of the best players in the league. Maybe the best player in the league. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not in the go get rid of Aaron Rodgers right away. I'm sick of him, Camp. I'm not there. I'm fine trying to work this out, providing he wants to be here. If not, then toodles. Then trade him. And then hopefully we don't suffer too long watching the next quarterback. All right, take a quick timeout and an announcement from Dan Plucker. Executive producer comes up next and more of your calls as well. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Packers lose 13-10 to to the San Francisco 49ers. Oy vey. Season over. Is Rogers' future in Green Bay over as well? Get back to more of your calls. Letting you vent. Go wherever you want to go with this thing. I'm not giving any guardrails, any guidelines. Normally, we kind of focus on one thing and drive it and drive it and drive it and drive it. Not today. Just going to let you vet. Get it off your chest. I think it's better for you, better for your family life, so your 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 wife or your husband don't have to listen to you complaining and being in a bad mood all day, or you don't take it out on your kids. We're here for you. Come and let all of it out on the radio. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Let's go to Nate. Uh, north side of Milwaukee. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Nate? What's good, Sparky? Um, still disappointed. I, I don't know if you remember. I called into the post game show. Yep. Uh, just disappointed. Um, what? Was the one thing I just want to drive? I've been I've been calling into the post game show all year, um, and I've been saying the same thing every time I call. Aaron Rodgers does not take what. Is given to him, and it doesn't seem like he takes what is designed, what what Madafor designs up to be, um, to be open. He just looks like he 
just goes through his progressions and does whatever takes whatever he wants. And that that's what that's what happened on Saturday. Um he took whatever he wanted and was just not playing was just not running the offense the way I that the way it should be run like Matt LaFleur has it to be ran. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say too much, but Jordan Love, I feel like if he was in a situ if he was in that situation, he would like he, we've seen him to maybe to his own demise sometimes do what do what the what it calls for you to do. Meaning That's run. Think, well, no. So like if if it's meant for Aaron Jones to get the ball in the flat, he throws it to the flat. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't, I don't think that in this offense you need a quarterback that go, that's going to be that can be great. I think you just need a quarterback who runs the offense as it should be ran. And then another thing on the on the I'm not on the punt block. I didn't know that you could just blow up the long snapper like that. Sure. Um, I didn't know. I thought that because from what I from what the, from the replays that I watched. The, the guy just he just blew him up as soon as he lifted his head up. Boom! Oh. He was yep. he was he was he didn't even know he didn't even know he was coming. Um, so I don't I don't know I didn't I didn't think you could do that, but I guess you can. And then it's just like we just need I honestly I just want somebody in there. I want to see Matt Lafleur's system ran the way Matt Lafleur wants it to be wrong. Well, you'll see that when Rodgers is gone. This is not Matt LaFleur's offense. This is Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers' offense. This is not what I don't believe what Matt LaFleur sold to Mark Murphy as far as what they were going to run. But after year one, Rodgers and I think LaFleur came together and kind of melded what Rodgers wanted to do with what he wanted to do, and it became a combination of both. I really don't believe what we've seen of this offense will be what what this offense will look like with Jordan Love going forward. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I think this is going to go. This segment is sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Monday's special is boneless wings, starting at just $1 plus $3.50 premium taps. Check them out on Facebook to, for other menu specials. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Uh, real quick here, uh, Dan Plucker, uh, it is his last day. Uh, on uh, the fan, uh, and he is leaving his duties as executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and of uh, Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, and Dan, on behalf of Gary, Leroy, myself, and everybody else, thank you so much uh, for being good at what you do, man, uh, and being a part of this for as long as you were here and getting elevated into that role uh, since you came here. And I uh, just want to say thanks uh, before you move on to your next career choice. Yeah, and thank you guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't be here without you guys either, and 1250 AM, the fan and Odyssey has given me a lot of amazing opportunities like covering Packers and Bucks and Brewers games and sure. hanging out with a future Hall of Famer like Leroy Butler every single day. We call and, him a friend now. And exactly. Yeah. A, a very good friend at that. Yep. And then being able to, you know, connect with all of our callers and listeners and talk sports on an everyday basis. It's been a dream of mine since I was little and now it's been it's been lived out and it's been incredible. And now and I, you and can be you guys. now you can be in your car and yell at us. Just like everybody else. <laughs> That's Just right. Like yeah. else. No, now I'll be Plucker a daily caller. Be, now Plucker will be angrily texting me you're an idiot what are you talking about so that's fine that's we always have that uh, along the line so plucker thank you so much uh dan plucker done 
here at the fan. Again, he's still on Twitter and social media and all that. If you want to talk crap about Michigan or the Lions or the Pistons or anything else uh, that you want to take out on Plucker. All right, dial it up if you want to hop aboard here. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. John in Elm Grove, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, John? Uh, how you doing, Sparky? What's going on? Well, you know, I'm here. I mean, I, I was kind of dreading today, to be honest with you, but just like I tell people to call in, I think it's been kind of therapeutic for me because I was in a bad mood yesterday, so therapeutic. Yeah, it's always good to get it off your chest. Yeah. So just this this debate about uh, the, whether Rodgers' special teams was the fault. Yeah, obviously they both were, but here's the thing. Rodgers uh, had the ball down on the, what is it, the five, six, seven-yard line, couldn't punch it in, and forced us to rely on special teams to kick a field goal that was blocked, number one. Number two, on that uh, block punt, you know, he couldn't get it out of the, you know, down in this territory, uh, get a couple of first downs so that if the punt were blocked, it wouldn't have been recovered and, and you know, run in for a touchdown. So Rogers, his failures put the special teams out on the field. And I, and I you know, and then they obviously screwed up too. But I, that's why I think Rogers shares a lot of blame on this. But but the thing I wanted to ask you is: Did you say earlier that there was that the Packers' offensive coordinator is being uh, interviewed by the Denver Broncos? Nathaniel Hackett is getting his second interview today with the Denver Broncos. Second interview, which means they're making a decision here after the second round of interviews. Dan Quinn is another guy uh, that they're talking about, a former defensive coordinator in Seattle. Obviously, was uh, Mike McCarthy's coordinator, was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but uh, again, I, to me. If they're serious about Rodgers, and by all accounts they are, Hackett gets offered the job, and that's the end of that. Yeah, so he can't even talk to them, I think, without no. permission of the Packers. Yeah, they gave, the Packers... Him, they gave him permission the first time. They, they interviewed before the Niner game the first time. This is the second time. Yeah, so you don't give, him, give them permission unless you're, you are complicit in this two-for deal that they're going to pull off for Rodgers well, and... But, but wait, hold on, hold, hold on, John. Why would they do it? Why easy, they do easy. It? Matt Lafleur's belief is the same belief that I have in the role that I'm in, which is if somebody has a chance to better their career, you can't tell them no. I, yeah. I, that's my belief. Now, Mike McCarthy had no problem telling assistants they couldn't interview elsewhere. He did it all the time. I don't know how it played out relationship-wise with them and the guys he kept rejecting to let go uh, interview elsewhere. But if he could stop them, he stopped them. In this situation, Lafleur addressed it last week or two weeks ago. And just said, look, if somebody's got a chance for a better opportunity, I'm not going to stand in their way. And yeah. I, you know, well, I, again, if that ends up being Hackett and, and Rodgers, well, so be it. At least they're in the AFC. Thanks for the call, John. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's different, right? So, you know, from McCarthy's standpoint, it was listen here. This is about me and this organization. And I'm going to keep them as long as I can to give us the best chance to win. I don't care if you're mad at me or not, but I'm trying to save my job and give us a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I leave all my assistants go every other year. Then I'm going to have all these changes on my staff, and it's going to make it harder. Okay, I get it. LaFleur, opposite side, I don't care. We'll figure it out. Go. If you can be a head coach somewhere, go. And that's how I – that's kind of how I, I try to lead my life here, like you know, some people could say I'm too honest, but if somebody comes to me and asks my opinion about, hey, what do you think I should do? I'm going to tell you what I think you should do. Uh, you may not like the answer, or you may be surprised by the answer, but if you want to know, I'll tell you. And in this situation with LaFleur and Hackett and Getze, Chris Getze and so forth, he lets them go. Y'all want to go interview somewhere else? Go. Why, why would I want to stand in your way? And then maybe you have regret towards me, and now that affects our working relationship going forward. 
That doesn't serve a purpose whatsoever. Bill in Tosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness with me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. What's up, Bill? Hey, Sparky. Thanks for taking a call. Sure. Um, I guess I guess my question to Packer fans who want to hold on to Rodgers is this. Do you want a team like Buffalo that the quarterback is improving every single year, he's getting better, the team is getting better, and the team is becoming more of a perennial playoff team, or do you want a team where we've already plateaued? If you go back and remember, Brett Favre got his tail kicked every year by the Cowboys, right? Yes, and but that was Brett, a team led by Hall of Famers. Rodgers has right. lost to teams with numerous different rosters. Co- correct, but the difference in that in that era and, and the current era we're in is there was room for Favre to grow. Rodgers has plateaued. We, we've seen what we've seen now for how many years. This guy gets the shot at the – he would be the greatest of all time. He would have more rings than Brady or as many if the guy could get over the hump. He can't get over the hump. So when it comes to I would rather see Jordan Love on the field, see what we have, and continue to take quarterbacks until we find the right one again, and then, and then move on. We have plateaued with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Okay, Adams. but Bill, uh, okay, I'm with you. But you bring up Josh Allen, that's fine. How many years did it take Buffalo to get Josh Allen? You have to be, if you're saying, okay, maybe it takes us three or four drafts in, in five to ten years to find a quarterback, I'm willing to sit through that and watch the process versus expecting immediately to be back in the playoffs in two or three years. And, I, and, and again, as somebody who had to watch David Whitehurst. So did I. Packers, I did too. I know. I know. I know what we're looking at probably. But you've got, what, two years at best with Rodgers because he ain't going to go like Brady. He's just not. Um, and, and at some point, we, we have to take the Band-Aid off here and, and risk the infection. Okay. You just can't continue to do it. Okay, Bill, thanks for the call. Bill's not alone. He's the, I'm telling you, of social media, we didn't read all these tweets. It's all anti-Rodgers. Like 90% of it is anti-Rodgers at this point. Callers calling in. 98% maybe anti-Rodgers at this point. Been saying it all day. Said it Saturday night. Blown away. Stunned. Cannot believe there's this much negativity being thrown at 12. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because he didn't play his best game. No question. But so many people just ready to be like, we're done. Bye-bye. We'll, we'll move on if we stink, we stink, but we're done watching you uh, blow this uh, year in and year out in the playoffs. I just am amazed by that. This this whole uh, line of thinking. But clearly... Um, Y'all are in agreement on this. You guys have all had your fill of them. Tim and Wauwatosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Tim? Hey, hey Sparky. Um, it, it, you know what it is? Everybody that's calling in with such, with, with such angst towards Rodgers himself, it's, it's emotionally driven. It's not factual driven. If you look at you know, his, long, his body of work, his regular season work is, is, speaks for itself. Now, I'm not defending Rodgers, right? I, I was screaming the same things that many of the callers have already said, like, what about the quick hits to Randall Cobb? What about the five to seven yards? Does he have a tendency to look for the big home run when he should be hitting the 10 across? Absolutely. I'm not defending Rodgers to the, to, to, you know, every, but the thing is, is that where were the 98% calling when, when we were running the table during the regular season? I, you know what it was? It was cricket, cricket, because everything was going great. Because and now it's people, just, it's emotionally, but Tim, it's I don't think it's because, people. but Tim, wait a second. I, I don't think yep. it was because of things were going great. I think it was because kind of like the Bucks, where last year it was like, okay, great, who cares? Like, you better just finish. And I think that's yeah. where it was with Packer fans. You better finish. This whole well, last dance thing, Super Bowl or buzz, this is our year. We don't know if they're coming back. Everybody was waiting for the opportunity to see, would they be able to finish and get past the conference championship game? 
and they didn't even make it to the conference championship game. One last thing, one last thing, Sparky. So if you look at factually, if you look at the game, you know, the, the, the players are, or the fans are going to complain that the offense only put up 10 points. And, and special and teams. And that's justifiable, right? But when you look at what the offensive, um, the 49ers put up offensively, it could have been a 10-6 game, right? Sure. So, so where did the fault, where, where, so 10 points can win you a game, believe it or not. People are thinking that the, the, the Green Bay offense is going to be this juggernaut that puts up 35 every single week. Because right? they think he's Tom Brady. Because right. they think but he's so, Patrick Mahomes, which maybe he's not. So my point is, is like, who failed the Green Bay Packers on Saturday? There were some anomalies with, with Rodgers. Absolutely, right? The defense gave up the middle of the field like they've been doing all year. Absolutely, right? And then the other thing is that when you look at the 10 points, it's the special teams, which is ranked 33rd out of 32 teams, and that's not a joke. Did they, they stink coming into the, Did they stink all year? Yes. They the stunk all horrible. year. I remember calling in right. to, into the morning. They, they stunk going, all year. So they came out. They stunk again, which I think majority of people expected them to stink again. Who expected the Packers' offense to only score ten with what might be the four-time MVP? Right, and you can't. But you can't just solely blame Rob. I'm not. It's, I'm not. No, I no, think not special you, teams not you, not you, is not yes. It's all these people that are calling and hating on Rodgers 98%. The whole team is guilty, people. The whole team all right, is Tim, guilty of this loss. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, no, I, I agree. Special teams definitely is to blame. Especially when your coach tells Bucky Aikman in a production meeting that he hopes the special teams don't screw it up. And then they tell it on national TV. Your head coach had no faith in the special teams unit. Literally no faith to the point where he put A.J. Dillon out there as a sacrificial lamb to go out there to try and help those fools. And then he fractured a rib and you lost him on offense, which screwed up your game plan, which screwed up the ability to run the ball like you wanted to do. Screwed everything up. And then they had a change on the fly and failed. Simple. That's what it was. And to Tim's point, as far as the defense, maybe not as good as everybody said, Okay, early in the game, they had drop passes. I mean, Kittle dropped one, never even touched his hands. It went through his hands and boop, bounced right off his chest. He was open, what, 30, 40 yards down the field? So, yeah, they weren't perfect, but they more than did their job. Special teams failed horribly, horribly failed. But Aaron Rodgers did not play like an MVP. Coming in, you knew special teams were bad. You knew this was a possibility. But did you come in thinking Rodgers wouldn't be able to score more than three points after the first drive? That first drive happened, and I said, this thing may be done by halftime. They got this Niners defense figured out. They're in trouble. And you want to know when this whole game turned? That Mercedes Lewis fumble. When that fumble happened, it took the wind out of the offense, and they weren't the same after that. Just that, That's what it was. Come back, we'll take more of your calls. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Rami Makhlouf is here. And I can't wait to see what he has to say. I think it's a, and I told you so Monday. That's what I think is coming from Rami. But we'll have to wait and see. He's coming up at 3 o'clock. Hey, Young Express, coming. We talk about so much continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business over 30 years? Well, they're currently looking to add company straight truck drivers. Now, all you have to do is go online and apply. J-U-N-G-Express.com. Requirements, minimum one-year continuous straight truck driving experience, familiarity with DOT regulations, clean background, and driving record. When you can expect if they hire you, 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. Weekends off. 99% no touch freight, which means you can be a small dude like me and still do this. All dock to dock. No home deliveries. Health insurance, 401k with company match. No truck jumping. Plus, you get a new truck every four years. 
personal days, and vacation days. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. See Sparky Fiverr, Rami Makloff. We'll hear from him here in just a couple of minutes. Let's go back to the phones. Jeff in Greendale, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on the fan. What's going on, Jeff? Not much, Sparky. How you been? Well, we're hanging in there. Hang- this has been therapeutic for me as much as it has been for anybody else, I would well, say good. at this point. What's up, Jeff? Hey, uh, I have a quick question and then for a comment, so it'll help with my comment. After The Packers still have Rodgers for the 2022 season, correct? Correct, under contract, yes. Okay. So he could walk in and say, hey, I'm done. I'm retiring, let's just say. And sure. Then walk and say, hey, I'm a free agent in 2023. Um, that, that I did that. No, that I don't know about. I don't. OK, I don't know how that works. I was trying to get our guy on um, to talk about salaries and so forth. Um, I'm not sure if you say, OK, I'm retiring one way or the other and don't play that final year of your deal. I think the team still has control of you if you okay. still have time left on your contract when you come back. Uh, but I got to f- make sure I'm right on that. But I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So okay. if, let's say, Jordan Love plays a year and then Rodgers goes, you know what, I changed my mind, I want to play again, then does he essentially a free agent or the Packers have to cut him? Or the Packers yeah. have the opportunity to trade him? Um, or would they kick Jordan Love out and let Rodgers be the starting quarterback again? That I don't know. Okay. Well, let's just say he re- we're going to trade him. I'm just going to go on the lines of trading him okay. uh, for that. I'll just go on that road and say, now this ain't going to happen when I'm about to say this, but to me there's two reasons why I'm going to say it. One, I am done with all the drama with, with, with Rodgers sure. and everything. Per- that's just straight up say I'm done with it. Yep. Um, so get what you can. And to be honest, I know that won't happen, but if you could find actually something for Jordan Love, because me, in my personal opinion, it's not because the guy needs time. I mean, I'm not saying I'm comfortable with him, and it sounds like the franchise doesn't seem to be jumping for joy for this guy to quickly put him in for Rodgers. So I don't think there's this overwhelming love for Love, no pun intended. But if you can, in my opinion, and go get yourself a veteran, because I just think you're going to put this young kid in a lot of pressure, a first-round pick, all the Rodgers drama, now you're going to get your haters, you know, that – Kind of same like situation you put same situation you put Rodgers in, but Correct. I don't feel now again it's day after the game. So we'll see if this sure. changes. Day after the game, it doesn't feel like Rodgers has nearly the support of people wanting him to stay that Brett did. Like I don't remember Brett ever getting this vitriol of saying, screw you, just leave. Like I don't remember yeah. that after the NFC championship game, like we're getting with Aaron Rodgers post game and then all day today on the fan. Sure. That's good. I mean, I guess that's good in that sense, then it wouldn't be a big of an issue. Uh, like I said, my only thought would be, can this, does this kid maybe flourish in, in, a, in a new situation outside of this franchise? Uh, nothing against him. That's just my thought about it. But definitely, I would definitely move on just saying you had plenty of chances. You got what you want. As you stated plenty of times, we're not going to go over it, hash over it. Right. You had all this stuff. You did it. Move on. Yep, that, move on. If you want to play, move on. Thanks all right, Jeff, party. thanks for the call. Yeah, again, like I said before, I, I firmly believe – uh, a couple of things here. One, um, if Rodgers is gone in trade or however this plays out, I really believe this offense will look different with Jordan Love than it did with Aaron Rodgers. It's just not It's not going to be the same offense. It's just not. It's not going to be as pass-reliant. It'll be more run-reliant. Uh, it'll probably look more like the Niners offense that you see week-to-week uh, week with Garoppolo than what you saw with Aaron Rodgers. And then once he's in that offense with those concepts, um, 
and LaFleur calling plays for Jordan Love versus for Aaron Rodgers, then you'll see after next year whether or not he's the guy or not. And there are a lot of people that think, hey, look, if he's as good as Jimmy G, that's good enough to win the division. That's probably good enough to be in the playoffs. And for a lot of Bagger fans, that's good enough. Take your chances in the playoffs like you're doing, spending all this money on Aaron Rodgers with a cheaper option. Bill and Iron River, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Bill? Hey, Sparky. I know you were, you were surprised at how much vitriol there is, but Rodgers got this on himself with his overly dramatic summer. I remember even with, with Favre when he started this, I'm retiring, I'm not retiring, I'm retiring. I was glad to see him go, too, because these guys, it's a privilege to play in the NFL, and these guys seem to take it for granted. And I, I myself, I'm just sick of Rodgers and all of his foolishness. And he hasn't brought us to the promised land since the 2010 season. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, Adios, and let's move on. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Sounds good, Bill. It's a popular opinion today. I can't wait to hear what comes up on Rami's show next, and this will continue. It's been this way since 6 a.m., folks. Like, if you're just tuning into the fan and going, man, these guys really don't like Aaron Rodgers, go back, hit rewind on your Odyssey app. It's been this way all day long. We'll hear what's coming up next on Rami's show. I guarantee to be Packers uh, talk. That much I do know. We'll talk to him next. Packers lose 13-10 to San Francisco. Ugly is what that one was on Saturday night. Rami Makhlouf up next. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Settle down awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Rami Makhlouf is here. Rami, what do you got coming up on today's Rami show from 3 to 6 like I didn't know? I told young Sam Schmitz yesterday. You know, he's always contacting me over the weekend. Hey, Oh, you, you guys talk outside what, of the show hours? Wanted, uh, we text. I didn't think it was that close. Okay. Yeah, it's not that personal. No, I didn't think so. Um, he, he texts me. He's like, hey, what do you want on Monday? What do you want? And we guests, blah, 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 boop, boop, boop. And I said, leave it wide open, man. Leave it wide open. We got to hear from the people. The people want to be heard from. So it'll be wide open all day long. Phone is it, calls. Is this going to be I Green told you so Monday from you? Because that's what we're all anticipating. No, I don't do that. Because, I mean, to your, that's to not your, my style. To your point, mm-hmm. I mean, you pretty much said all week what was going down. Very much. Kind of. Post-game, we had several people call up and say, Rami, Rami was saying this all week on his show. Had on post-game Saturday night. People giving you credit and love. You were, I was calling you a blanket. People were being negative towards you, being so negative towards Packers. And, uh, yeah, you deserve a pat on the back. I mean, if people want to call up and, and pat you on give the back. me a pat on the back you accept or, it. or say we should have listened right. to you, Rami, we should, we should have been more open-minded, you're the best, you're, yeah. the, best. you're the only one on the station right. who saw this coming. Right. I'm only going to listen to you from now on. So you'll you'll take uh, it. I'll take yeah. I'll yeah. Def- I'll take. Sam a- should not screen those out. No, 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 no. Let them through for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let those guys through for sure if they call up to say that. But you know what I noticed over the weekend is that people people love pointing out when you're wrong. People love pointing out when you're wrong. No matter who you are. Yeah. People don't like pointing out when you're right though. No. People do not like pointing out when you're right. It's like kids with parents. Same right. Thing. Exactly. My Twitter timeline blowing up, blowing up when Josh Allen is having a good game. Blow it! Oh my God, my my Twitter timeline could not could uh, not get a second to maybe, breathe when maybe. Josh Allen was having a big game. Okay, but, I was gonna say maybe but, great game. But when I had when I get every pick in in the divisional round right this weekend, 
and what was it? All but three of the the props that we picked this week. No, nobody nobody pointed that out, including my fine young producer Sam Schmitz, who, who hey. knows that. Hey. Who knows Uh-oh. that? You know hey. what I mean? Nobody's hey. he's on my timeline talking about Josh Allen. He's not talking about how smart I was in picking all the games right this week, even though I picked all the teams that were so favored hey, to Rami, lose. Rami, even I picked all the teams that were favored Rami, to lose. Yeah, I picked all the wild card games correctly, and you didn't give me anything either. Okay, there's, okay. So your show, your, your show is smart. You but both? I'm also not on your timeline telling you when you're wrong. That's not that's not a hobby of mine, like it seems to be for you. And you're the one. Did, you're the one. one you're the one with the Josh Allen take, not us. Don't yeah, be mad at us because you're dumb, Josh Allen. I, take. I will before we get out of here at six o'clock. Um, Apologize for prob- it. No, probably late in the show. Rami's new, updated quarterback rankings. Don't do it. And Josh Allen has just moved. There's just, been movement. Just, just don't There's do been it. movement. I warn you not to do There's it. There's been movement. Fine. Robbie Makhlouf comes up next. This it has moved. been Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM The Fan. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.